Okay, everybody, Stephen Key here, and I have a very, very special guest, Elias, from all the way from where? Michigan. Well, thank you for coming on InventRight TV. We, we met a couple years ago, isn't that correct? We did at the National Hardware Show. My name is Elias Amash. I'm with Grip on Tools. We're an importer of quality hand tools. And let's talk about inventors for a minute. Do you love them or they drive you crazy? I love inventors. We need more and more new stuff. New stuff is what drives our business. All right. Now, products go in and out of the market fairly quick now. So how important is having new innovative products to bring the market? More important than ever before because the product life cycle is shorter and shorter as you just alluded to. All right. One last question. Patents. Let's talk about patents. Everybody's worried about patents. Are they important or not? They are, but they're not. It's a long and complicated question. The answer is they're important for some people. For me, they're not. I'm happy to look at all inventions, whether they're patented or not. And you were so kind and, and so open and transparent um, that I remember you. And I remember your products, too, because you have this this wild green um your, your product line has a green to it, doesn't it? It does. It's very uh, flamboyant. It's designed to evoke an emotion and be memorable because in business, you're either memorable or forgettable, right? Well, it works because I, I remembered you in your, your product line. And the name of your company is it's Grip Tools, correct? Yeah, Grip. And we also go by Grip on Tools as well. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your company um, because you have a large product line don't you how many products do you carry we got about a thousand we're very diverse yes sir and that's everything from hand tools household it's a pretty wide range isn't it it is very wide range designed on purpose to create that diversity if one product line isn't working we still have something else well you do well first of all let's let's talk a little bit about your company because sure You've got a beautiful website, and we're going to link down below, and we're going to show your website on during this video. But it sounds like you have a, a good understanding of customer service. You have a good understanding of your customers' needs, supply chain. You seem like you're fairly, I mean, I wouldn't say fairly. You're very innovative in all different areas. Is that true? And, and where did that come from? Well, it is true, I think. I hope it's true. Um, I think innovation is key, as you just said, not just in products, but in services, customer service, as you talked about, especially in today's age, where everything is becoming online and people aren't talking to people. But at the end of the day, I do feel that people make or break a company. We can talk about innovation. I love innovation. I love new products. But you have to have the employees and the quality people to make all of these innovations change. Nothing matters if you don't have the right people. It always starts with culture and the right people. So I want to make sure I emphasize that. Now, as far as the innovation, yeah, if you don't evolve and adapt, you get left behind. And the things that worked in the past, they're not going to always work in the future. There's so many industries that are happening right now where there's so much disruption, you know, whether it was Amazon or whether it's, you know, Uber and Lyft. I mean, I could go on and on with all the disruptive industries. But, uh, yeah, you have to innovate and change all the time. So how do you um, what type of input do you get to innovate? I know you're probably listening to your customers. You probably look at reviews. You get feedback of what's working, what's not. How else do you um, innovate, especially with new products? I mean, how do you know yeah. when you see a new product that, hey, this is going to really solve my customers' problems or needs? How do you do that? 
Oh, that's a really good question. It's really hard. It takes a lot of time and energy, shop a lot, go to a lot of different stores to get ideas. Just always trying to look for new ideas. And I go to all the Home Depots, the Lowe's, the Menards, every store I can, TJ Maxx, anything you can think of, just trying to find ideas to spark something new. And so it's a lot of brainstorming. It's a lot of hard thinking to come up with new ideas, but it does pay off. It's also finding new niches. You know, you've heard the saying, there's riches and niches. It's always trying to find a new little niche where maybe we can make a profit and more importantly, where our customer can make a good margin. So it's always, our, our philosophy is to bring the customers new products and new product lines to help them increase their bottom lines. Okay. If we're improving their bottom lines, we're in the solutions business, that's all they care about. They're, they need to make their margins, make their money. And if we can give them solutions to do that, then we win. Well, thank you for saying that. You know what's really interesting that you're not sitting in your office. You know, you're you're going down to the retailers. You're probably talking to managers. Yes. You're looking at the store yes. shelves. You're looking at the competition. You have to stay in touch, don't you, with all those different aspects? Indeed. I mean, just sitting behind a desk, and that's what was hard about 2020 with COVID. It's kind of like, you know, face to face always works better. Going to see. People like, you know, you can look at a car online and you can say, oh, look at that. I'm going to build this Mercedes or whatever you drive online and you pick a color. But when you see the color in person, it is completely the different than what you picked. So you have to see, feel and touch and and get get face to face and see those things face to face. Yes. OK, well, it looks like COVID's coming to an end. How's that going to change your life a little bit or your business? Well, my business was very good last year. Um, I believe that's because everybody was home fixing things and doing stuff around the house. So as far as business, it did not impact us or hurt us. It helped us. I mean, if you look at Home Depot and all these places, I mean, their stock is way up. Everybody's up that's in the home business because everybody was at home. Um, COVID coming to an end, you know, that's a good good question. Um, we're, we're business as usual, and we just try to keep our philosophies as, as, um, the same as possible, always consistent. Okay. You're in a lot of retailers, aren't you? A lot. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. Yes, we are. Yeah. We'll we'll show that graphic, too, because I looked at um, all the different retailers you're in. You're everywhere, by the way. So good. We try. We try. That's part of our diversification strategy, Stephen. We really try. You know, an old man long time ago taught me something that I'll never forget. He said, it's better to have 10 dimes than a dollar, because if I lose a dime, I still have 90 cents. If I lose a dollar, I lose it all. So mm. part of our strategy is diversify with products, diversify with different customers, different industries, and just be there. So when something happens, we're still okay. You know, I like that philosophy. We tell a lot of inventors, it's always a numbers game, that you yes. need to come up with a lot of ideas. And if you put all your hopes and dreams into one idea, probably not a probably not the right strategy. Now, when I met you, I had asked you a couple questions. I'm going to ask those again because I, I think they're sure. very important for everybody to hear. You work with inventors too occasionally, don't you? We do. We get people inventing and sending us stuff all the time. So we're we're going through what they send us. We look at everything, but everybody thinks always that their invention is the greatest thing because of course they're they're biased. They invent it, but it doesn't matter what I like or what, you know, what somebody else likes. What matters is what sells and taking the emotion out of it. One thing about, you know, coming up with a new product, you got to not put your emotion to it. Emotion causes mistakes and in business you can't afford to be emotional. So it doesn't matter if I like it. It matters what sells. So how do you do that when you see something that comes in, 
either your idea or maybe from the outside. How do you make that determination if that's going to be something you want to carry? That's a great question. So you got to do a lot of research. I ask, I take five, 10 customers that I respect. I say, what do you think of this? This is what the retail would be. And we work backwards. I ask some of my employees here. We just do a lot of surveying and then you get a feel based on that. But just to for one person to determine is very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Again, and it also depends on that price point because everything, if, if it's at the right price, will sell. But the, the retailer has to make a margin. I have to make a margin. So it's got to be this thing All that right. fits into the formula. Okay, great. So once you see something, you maybe get a read from a retailer. Um, cost, you just said, is extremely important. Is it that is. the next step? Take it over or show it to your one of your, your manufacturing facilities over there? Yeah. Yeah, try to get a rough estimate because the first question is, yeah, that looks great, but what's the price? Well, right. I got to tell them the price. So well, here's what the retail is going to be. Here's what your margin is because they always want to know, what's my margin? I mean, that's the right. first question. What can I make on? It doesn't matter if I'm not making any money. If I sell a billion of these, I need to know what I'm going to make. So, yeah, you got to try to give them a rough estimate and okay. get get a good gauge based on the, on the cost because cost does matter. Unfortunately, it's part of the you know quality service price component. All right, let's talk about patents for a minute. I asked you yeah. that question last time I saw you, and I love your, you know, you played both sides of it. You said sometimes yes. they matter, sometimes they don't. Okay, It's so. true. Same thing. Same. I gave you the same answer right now because if you're not nimble and you're not quick and you're not innovating, you're going to get left behind. You don't have time to wait for a patent. I mean, patents take three to five years on some things. And by that time, it could be over with. So you have to have, again, a diversification strategy, not to beat that dead horse, but you have to have a few things to get patent on. But I think if you're sitting around waiting to get your patent and waiting and waiting, there's always an aberration. There's always a Shark Tank item where you really need that patent. But overall, you need to be nimble, quick, and be ahead of the game. And you don't want to wait four or five, ten years for a patent. And then somebody just knocks it off by changing it just a little bit. Then what? it's not worth your time. All right. Thank you for saying that. That's reality yeah. here. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, something that you do that's really remarkable, you write books. Yes. And they're very helpful books. Thank you. And um, in fact, I want to talk a little bit about them because you – one of the books you talk about working with China, don't you? Yeah. Yes, sir. So why do you do that for people? I mean, aren't you giving away your secrets when you do that? Yeah, you, you could say that you are, but it, really it's to protect people. A lot of people don't understand how hard it is. They think it's just easy that you can flip a switch, but there's so much work that goes into it. And I don't want to see people get stung. Do I want people to buy from me? Of course I do, okay. because I, I can protect them and provide them with a level of service that they cannot get anywhere. But I've been stung. I know so many people have been stung by, you know, just buying from China, just haphazardly. They think it's easy, but nothing is ever easy as you think, right? So okay. I try to let people know, hey, if you want to buy from China, here are the things that you should do. Make sure, you know, you get your contracts written in English and in Chinese. Make sure you have quality inspections because you're not going to get what you think you're going to get because they're going to probably cheat you. So you got to have, I try to write a little playbook, if you will, so people understand. So if I could save one person the headache of making a mistake, even if they never buy from me, at least they know, hey, I put the information out there, they can read it. Okay. You also have a, a book on retail too, don't you? Oh yeah, many books. Yeah, I do. Retail retail is a very uh, challenging environment for many, many people. The internet has changed the way we do business, as you know. But still, people need to go and buy, go to stores. And I think that's never going to go away. Of course, internet business will always grow. 
but people like to get out. And I think that's evidence from COVID. I mean, you see that people need to get out. People need to see things. People okay. need people, right? We okay. need to be out. And the last book I want to mention, we're going to show all these books um, on this video too, because I think they're really important. Your last book is really about, um, it's how to conduct your life a little bit, isn't it? Well, I've got a couple of personal development books. I'm, I've been in personal development for a long time. Okay. I really enjoy motivation. And yeah, I'm always trying to improve myself, better myself, and surround myself with quality people. Like you, Stephen. Well, you're so kind to say that. How do you find time to do all this? <sighs> That's the great question. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, right? If I could buy a 25th hour, one extra hour, I would do it. So it's all about time allocation, you know, management and making sure you spend your time okay. improving yourself. Because right. once you improve yourself, you can prove everybody else. But you can't help anybody else until you help yourself first. Well, you're the real deal. Well, and, thank you. Um, I really appreciate your time and and um, thank you very, very much. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. It's always good to hear from you and see you. And if you ever you know, need anything, always let me know. Mm -hmm.